with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Well, Father's Day has come and gone, and uh, it was certainly different this year, for me that is, but I had a nice time. Daughter Jackie treated me to a nice meal, got to see a few members of the family. But one person who was important to me was missing, and my wife. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a Monday edition of the Party Line. Scott's been doing a good job, and uh, uh, we're all cooking out here. Thank you, thank you. And uh, Juneteenth, uh, Juneteenth was, uh, what, officially yesterday. But it's being observed today as a holiday by many organizations, many uh, like banks and things like that. And um, that happens once in a while when when a holiday falls on a Sunday, right? Yes. That is typically what happens. And um, it's a federal holiday, but I saw a map yesterday that not every state – observes it as a paid holiday, which I thought was interesting. I thought all federal holidays were paid holidays. Hmm. But not the case. No. Ohio is a paid holiday. I where, where did you see this map? Um it was on one of the newscasts, okay. one of the national news broadcasts. We'll dig into that just a little okay. bit. Okay. That'd be interesting to follow yeah. up on. In the meantime, I've got you, I, I've already got you something to work on. <laughs> International Nystag- Nystagmus Awareness Day. N-Y-S-T-A-G-M-U-S. Nystagmus. Nystagmus. What in the world is that? Well, let's see. You mean spell it again? I think I have it here. It just popped up something about <laughs> Wobbly Wednesday. <laughs> um, let's see. This is a time to discuss the issues of nystagmus, which affects millions of people worldwide and has no permanent cure. Oh, but it still doesn't tell me what it is. If it's, uh, well, you said wobble. Yeah, it's wobbly. So it could be unsteadiness, you know? Wednesday, yeah. Um, I'm going to go somewhere else. Okay. And see what it is. Well, while we're looking for that, we'll go on. <coughs> Here we go. <coughs> Here we, oh, you found it? Okay. Yeah. Um, 
brings a con- uh, awareness and attention to a condition that can cause severe vision problems. Vision? Yes. Well, I honestly, I've never seen this word before. Well, you know, it's I'm, I'm thinking of the word astigmatism um, is close to instagmus. Maybe. Could, so, we, um, be, that's, could that, we be pronouncing it wrong? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Well, anyway. And I'm going <coughs> to check out stigmatism, too, to see if it is the same, if, if we are incorrect about that, if it possibly is the same. So I'm going to put in astigmatism and nystagmus. Uh, astigmatism also obviously is a common eye problem that can make your vision blurry or distorted. It happens when the cornea, the clear front layer of your eye or lens, Mm -hmm. has a different shape than normal. Mm -hmm. And the only way to find out is obviously to get an eye exam. So um, it appears that it is a different type of uh, vision issue okay so i'm gonna again look up the definition of well nystagmus or we'll, we'll, whatever it is <clears throat> i i think you're on it anyway yes so um international nystagmus awareness day it's national ice cream soda day that one's a lot easier to figure out <laughs> National American Eagle Day, National Vanilla Milkshake Day, National, okay, I thought I read through these. Here's another head-scratcher. Queen Aman, C, no, 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 I'm going to spell it, K-O-U-I-G-N. A M A N N. Queen Aman? It is a round, crusty cake made with a yeast raised dough. Bakers create the cake by folding layers of butter and sugar inward, similar in fashion to a puff pastry or croissants, but with fewer layers. Then they slowly bake the resulting cake until the butter puffs up the dough creating the layered aspect of it and the sugar caramelizes sounds good sure does never heard of it <laughs> me either coin amon national coin amon day <laughs> if you if you say it just right it it does kind of work okay and finally national hike with a geek day <laughs> jeez <laughs> oh boy yeah, really. It, it summons the techies, geeks, IT gurus, and gamers to push away the keyboards and strike out across the inviting landscapes of nature. Mm. How about that? How about that? Adventurous. Here we go. Nystagmus and astigmatism. Okay, astigmatism increases with age with a very high statistical significance in patients 13 years old and above when nystagmus is also present. Thus, nystagmus 
appears to be a predisposing factor for both the presence of astigmatism and the development with the age of high values of this refractive error. So, all right, now, what triggers nystagmus? It is caused by a miscommunication between the eye and the brain and affects the way our brains interpret movement signals from the eye. We need to get Shane Foster or somebody out here. Nystagmus is typically caused by brain injuries and is a result of brain damage. And the result of this eye condition may be referred to as dancing eyes because of the repetitive eye movement. I have actually seen that in someone. So there's there's the difference. Well, it seems that uh, every sheet I pull up today has something that's a little bit difficult. The Battle of the Catalunian Plains. Catalunian. Okay, this occurred in 1451 on this date. Roman and Visigoths forces defeat Attila the Hun in northeast France. Yeah. Go Catalunians. Alting Hun invasion of Roman Gaul. And evidently there's some dispute about the date. But 1451. No, no. 451 A.D. In the year 1214, the University of Oxford receives its charter. 17... What was that? Uh, that was a I noise. I just heard a whoop, whoop. That, that was uh, my stomach. Oh, your cell phone? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. Yes, it was. Oh, it... <laughs> Which are you kidding about? The stomach? The stomach, the... yes. Okay. <laughs> just check. Whoop. My sound um, effects bank. <laughs> okay, so let's see. I think I did this. 1214, the University of Oxford on this date received its charter. Number three, the 1789 is the year. <laughs> that was yours. That's mine. <laughs> 1789 is the year of the French Revolution. The third estate of the French estates. General General swears the tennis court oath at the Palace of Versailles, swearing not to disband until a new constitution is formed. The tennis court oath. <laughs> I don't know. Tennis court oath? They playing a game? Is is that what it says? Yeah. Oh well, let's see. They say the tennis court oath. Well, 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 well. Did something come up? The members of the French Third Estate took the tennis court oath in the tennis court. Yeah. Which had been built in 1686 for the use of the Versailles Palace or Versailles, whichever you prefer. The vote was not to separate and to reassemble wherever necessary until the constitution of the kingdom is established. 
So they utilized the tennis court for business of the French Third Estate. Folks, many of you have heard the expression Morris Code. Dots and dashes, right? Yes. Well, in 1840, Samuel Morse patents the telegraph. And that was used uh, for round-the-world communications in many ways. 1895, the first female Ph.D. from an American university earned by Caroline Willard Baldwin. And she earned it in science from Cornwell. From Cornwell. No, say it better. Cornell, finally. Cornell University, 1895. Oh, I heard you talking something about this earlier, or, or you know, <coughs> in a local manner, but... In 2020, the highest ever temperature recorded in the Arctic Circle was 38 degrees Celsius. That's 100 degrees Fahrenheit. In a place I cannot pronounce, Siberia. Verhoikensk, Siberia. And you were mentioning this morning during your show how some highs and lows had occurred. Yes, we set record high temperatures last week during that heat wave mm-hmm. in a few areas of uh, our region. And also we came very close to setting a record low temperature overnight. I believe it was Saturday night into Sunday morning mm-hmm. into the uh, upper 40s. I checked my phone weather app um saturday night i think it was either friday night or saturday night and the humidity was 29 percent in the temperature it was um i think it was 50 at the time Hmm. but last week we had humidity readings of flip that 29 up to 92 percent now there's the weather forecasters are saying the humidity is not going to be as oppressive this week as it was last week, but we're still going to have some. Well, last week was difficult. Oh, it was very hot. That's an understatement. Yes. And I, um, I still enjoyed mowing my grass and working outside, but um, I had to stop once in a while. If you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And just relax for a moment. Good thing you did. Even on a riding tractor like mm-hmm. that, boy, oh, boy, that heat really can take it out of you. It's going to be, as you can look up there to see the weather the next uh, couple days, hot tomorrow, hot Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, now today, Sunday. The, you know, since Scott got into this, we'll just do it. Right now, um, today, they're expecting a high of 80. Tomorrow, 93, and Wednesday, 95. We could have a little bit of rain on set on Wednesday. Um, Thursday, 87. 
I believe I'm going to attend my first Copperheads games and stepping down on Thursday. Oh, terrific. And, um, you know, I had a lot to do with getting that going. And I'm very proud of what it's become. But um, just before COVID, I uh, stepped down. So I don't know how, I think it was 17 years. But maybe it was 13. <laughs> I don't know. I it was a lot of them. Yeah. And um, it is a unique thing, folks. We're very proud of it in our community. I've been to other communities where they also host teams. And truly, I think we do it better than any of the other places. They all love them, but I think we really do it the best. And you should expect that. And why? We have the number one sports administration program in the world. And so we have students from the undergrad and particularly graduate level who come over and throw their knowledge and efforts and <coughs> ideas behind it and it just sparkles. So th th our Rotary Club, the Midday Club, we have two in Athens, a morning club and a midday club. Uh, they normally meet Mondays at noon. But this week, instead, they're meeting Thursday at the game for um, the event, okay? So I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, going to be hot, 87. Friday, um, 89 and sunny. Um, do I need to keep going? 93 on Saturday, next Saturday, when I'm mowing the grass. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 90 on Sunday when I'm also doing things. In the yard. Oh well. And uh, cooling, you know, uh, cooling down <coughs> a bit Monday. My my neighbor and great friend, Grace Ward. Uh, it doesn't hold her back either. We're both out there almost racing the mowers. And I'll cut part of hers, and she cuts part of mine. And <laughs> fortunately, they're at the same height. The the grass. Uh, cutting <laughs> yeah that's look, good yeah it looked pretty bad <laughs> otherwise like stripes oh well anyway um not as bad as last week last week was pretty tough yeah okay let's get into some birthdays well well, well wait a minute here i have a blurb and i don't know why it's in here but it says carson's prescriptionless memory drug discovers discovery wins Nobel Prize. Carson's prescriptionless memory drug discovers drug discovery wins Nobel Prize. Now that's not a whole lot to go on, but I'm going to ask you to see what you can find. Can, can you hold that up so I can see it? Because I'm wondering if it's clickbait. 
Yes, it's, uh, is that Ben Carson? I don't know. Sure looks like him. Well. The director of health. Is it, mm, what is it? Well, he was, I don't know if he still is. Um, let's see, Ben Carson Memory Supplement. Yep, that's it. Uh, but I don't see anything about Nobel Prize. Here we go. Did he win the Nobel Prize for creating brain supplements? And let's see. I'm doing a, a Snopes fact check okay. on here. Okay. So I think it's telling me no, but it's booting as we speak here, of course. It's only live radio, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I have a sip Okay. Of, sip of the neurosurgeon and U.S. politician has accomplished many things, but this is not one of them as far as the Nobel Prize. So this is a teaser for you to try something, I guess. Yeah. Uh, again, that's okay, what is referred to as Dump cl- it. clickbait. Dump it. Okay. Famous birthdays. Lionel Richie. Great singer. Great performer. Celebrating his 73rd birthday today. He was also a member of the uh, Commodores, if you remember that group from the 60s through the early 80s. Lionel Brockman Ritchie is an American singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, and TV judge. I think he has been on American Idol recently. And uh, some great songs of his, Dancing on the Ceiling, love that one, and Oh No, and he was in on uh, We Are the World, All Night Long, Hello, great tunes, Commodores, great group, one of my faves. Absolutely. Nicole Kidman, celebrating her 55th birthday today, and... uh, her name's well known, of course, too. But uh, thought you have to help me a little faster. Oh, okay. I thought you were <laughs> done with that. Uh, she's an American and Australian actress and producer known for her work across various film and TV productions from several genres. She has continuously remained one of the world's highest paid actresses. Some of her movies include Aquaman. Eyes Wide Shut, The North Man, and uh, Big Little Lies. You know, when you read them off like that, it's amazing how many times I've said to myself, I don't know that film. But, you know, I may know it, but just not by its proper title. Yeah. I thought you might recognize Eyes Wide Shut. It's the only one I recognize. Oh, she was also in Batman Forever. Yeah, well, there's too many Batman shows for me to figure (laughs) out. Okay, now, these others are from years ago. This goes way back. Sigismund, Sigismund, something like that, the third Vasa. So S-I-G-I-S-M-U-N-D, one word, the third Vasa, V-A-S-A. He was born on this date in 1566. He was the King of Poland and Grand Duke of Lithuania 
from 1587 to 1632, and as Sigismund, King of Sweden, and Grand Duke of Finland from 1592 to 1599. He is the first Polish sovereign from the House of Vasa. King of Poland, King of Sweden. And uh, if you said 1599, he lived another 31 or two years after that. But um, anyway, um, you know, he's got the crown and the mustache and the beard and all of the regalia that <laughs> you think of when you think of kings. He is definitely decked out as the king look with the handlebar mustache. Yep. I, that's wider than the one I had on my motorcycle. <laughs> Okay, Wolf Tone, W-O-L-F-E, Tone, T-O-N-E, born in 1763, didn't live very long, died in 1798. What was his thing? Theobald Wolf Tone, posthumously known as Wolf Tone, was a leading Irish revolutionary figure and one of the founding members in Belfast and Dublin of the United Irishmen. A Republican society determined to end British rule in Ireland. Okay, <clears throat> this guy was highly respected. Bugsy Siegel. Born in 1906, died in 1947. Benjamin Bugsy Siegel was an American mobster who was a driving force behind the development of the Las Vegas Strip. You know, he did do some good. It's just, it took years to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Let's and, see. Um, let's see here. We do have a caller. Okay. That's not, that's not me. Whoops, I hit the wrong button. Hello, Scott. Hello. Good morning. Morning, Good Tim. Hey. Morning, Scott. Morning, Dave. How are we doing this morning? Hey, Good. What's up? Good. No, not much. I'm giving you a call. See how you guys were doing. Oh, well, we're hey, doing. Uh, we're doing our hey, show. Um, <laughs> I was just asking you a question. You told me you were going to get something uh, to replace Dick Bartley. Didn't you say that? Uh, golly, I can't keep track of all our shows. <laughs> um, on Saturday morning. Fine. Saturday morning. I. Yes. Yep. Okay. Is it, um, isn't Dick having some health problems? No, he retired. He retired. Yeah, that's Jim Bohannon you're thinking of. Okay, I got the two mixed up. I see some uh, uh, acronyms here for some prod, uh, pro produced pro uh, programs like Dick Bartley's, Tim, but uh, I don't yeah. think anything's been finalized yet, but I know Krista has been looking into it. Is there one you would right. recommend? What is it? I don't know. Okay. I like I like I like a lot of Dick Bartley shows though. But he's probably probably not going back to his staying though, is he? I doubt it. If he's if he's retired, he's cashed out. <laughs> right, he is cashed out. Yep. But I tell you, Tim, you being a radio aficionado, plus it's in your what do you call in it? My blood. In your genes. <laughs> yeah, in your blood. It's in my blood. Dude. You were telling me. 
Okay, now. It's been in my blood all of my life is doing what I'm saying. Gee whiz. Your grandfather started this station. <laughs> uh, no, he did. Now. Back in 1950. <laughs> okay, hang on now. Let me get my point out. Why don't you do a little research and recommend some of them? Okay. That's a good idea. I'll think of the LG that. Okay. Because we value your, we value your opinion. Who could I recommend to do? I mean, who could I find, if I find something? I have, I'd have to research some things too. Well, yeah, yeah. To you, you, okay, so, are you good on a computer? Eh, somewhat, so not really. Start, I mean, you know what? Sin, li- I've been researching on my cell phone. <laughs> well, that's the same thing, and I do a lot of that too. But uh, right. start looking for syndicated shows. Okay, in, in the, I will. And they need to be of a certain genre. Which right. Be, okay. And you know what genre Bartley was doing. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. Okay. See what you can do and make us aware of it. All right. I'll see what I can do for you. See if I can help you out with it. I'm hoping so. I can give, you know, I can give some, you can ask around the two. But in the meantime, I'm going to ask Krista and Scott and some others to look too. Okay. So between the three or four of us, we'll get it figured out. I'll see what I can scoop scoop up for you too, and I'll get back with you. And remind me just because I have a bad memory. Oh, you're fine. Hang hang on, let me finish. You, that show aired from when to when? What's that? Bartley. Oh, it aired for a long, long while. No, I mean Saturday mornings, right? Yeah. Seven to ten. Seven to ten. Yep. So it was a three-hour yep. show. It's got to be 60s, right. 70s, and 80s music. Okay. 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 We appreciate your help, but Tim. You, you know, you know what I was thinking. You know what I was thinking too, Dave. I didn't quite. I get heard that. this one. I heard this one station playing the. the uh, Casey Kasem, but it was like an 80s, 60s, like 70s, stuff like that. I have no problem with Casey. I've known him for years. Some radio stations are, are replaying the the weeks of Casey Kasem's countdown, top 40 countdown. Right. <clears throat> and um, I've heard it, too, on a couple other stations. Right. Too, so, uh, you, you know, that stuff's done. I mean, it's not a current program so it's no. just a, basically a replay no but it'd be Casey yeah, but it'd be something for like the six to be they played for like the 70s and the whatever and the 60s or something like that i just thought maybe that would be a good thing to look at you look into it and we will too okay okay sounds good okay man good maybe hearing you good to hear from you okay bye-bye sounds Take good care. tim bye-bye. see you bosky bosky okay. <laughs> Old Bosky. Old Bosky. <laughs> okay. Hey, I got. Now, I, I got one more. Oh, okay. I, you know, you you mentioned Bugsy Siegel yes. a little while ago. Yes. I found something that was kind of interesting. Bugsy Siegel was a boyhood friend to Al Capone. Oh, no, no surprise. And uh, yeah, they were man on the prowl about getting into mobster activity. Now, why the, do all of these? Gangsters, their old photos, their eyes. You can just see that they were schemers. Yeah. They got the dark, every one of them seems like they got dark circles around their eyes, too. 
Now get this, when there was an arrest warrant for Capone's arrest on a murder charge, Siegel allowed him to hide out with an ant. Those two first smoked opium during their youth and were involved in drug trades. For shame, for shame, boys, boys. So, an ant. Yeah, Bugsy Siegel's ant. Not a wasp or a spider? No, apparently not. The ant was better protection. It must have been one vicious ant. And, of course, we're really talking about a female woman, (laughs) not an insect. Oh, maybe I thought maybe, you know, Bugsy. Oh, ants, (laughs) bugs. (laughs) I didn't even see you that. You didn't even one. know you were going there, did you? No, no. <laughs> okay, come on, let's finish up. They, Jack <laughs> Kilby. Jack Kilby, K I L B Y, born in 1923, died in 2005. I don't know this name. Jack Kilby was an American electrical engineer who took part in the realization of the first integrated circuit while working at a Texas Instruments location in 1958. He was awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics on December 10th of 2000. Wow. So how about that? So what did he discover? The integrated circuit. Many transistors, resistors, and capacitors could be grouped on a single board of a semiconductor material. The integrated circuit or a microchip came to be a vital component in computers and other electronic equipment. Thus, we have cell phones. We have computers. We have flat screen TVs. And we need to tell the story about the yellow paint bucket. Okay. Remember that when we first started out? Yes, indeed. Now that we're a half hour later. (laughs) I'm sure a number of you that turned the corner at uh, getting off 33 and onto Columbus Road or crossing over to uh, head out toward... um, Chansey. Chansey uh, noticed this. Now do it. My goodness, is there a one big paint slick? Out there, when you come down off of the exit ramp, off of 33, as Dave mentioned, there's a stoplight there. You can either go right on 550, straight through on 13, or you can turn left to head towards Columbus Road, right? Yes. All right. There's a five-gallon bucket that apparently has not fallen out of the sky, but apparently dumped off of a truck of some kind. Some sort of paint truck. And there is yellow paint everywhere. You right? know, it would be very hard to remove. Yes. So if you're heading and that way. And the bucket is still there with a third of its fill uh, on the side. Yeah. So anyway, that's the yellow paint story. And if you come down that uh, exit ramp there and you're turning left, uh, be careful of that paint slick. Right through there, as uh, you'll get it on your tires and flip it up on the the uh, body parts of your car, and it's very difficult to get off of your car body too. So very difficult to get off the paint of your car. So be aware of that, and that's the yellow paint 
striping story. And it looked like it must have happened this morning. Yeah, it was still wet when I came through there. It sure looked like it anyway. But you have to go over way to the right to get away from it. And it's visible enough you can do so. Yeah, it's visible uh, from space, from the NASA <laughs> pictures we have seen. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see what's going on here in the hard news. Here's a story. It's called Germany Turns to Coal. German officials announced yesterday the country would restart a number of coal-fired power units over the coming months as part of an effort to conserve natural gas supplies amid the ongoing war in Ukraine. The move comes in response to Russia's recent throttling of gas exports to Europe while breaking with climate pledges made by Olaf Scholz, who was elected chancellor back in December. Natural gas accounts for about 25% of Germany's energy consumption, the majority of which is used for heating and industrial purposes. Roughly one-third, down from more than a half, of Germany's gas supplies come from Russia. How about Yellowstone? You've heard about stuff going on out there. Mm-hmm. Efforts to rebuild parts of Yellowstone National Park, which were damaged by severe floods last week, may take years and cost more than $1 billion. That's according to estimates over the weekend. The assessment comes as park officials said Yellowstone's southern loop, which includes the famed Geyser Old Faithful, would reopen to a limited number of visitors um, in two days from now, Wednesday. So it was heavy rains combined with melting snow over the June 10th weekend that led to the surging water levels across regions of southern Montana and northern Wyoming, where I went to college. Flooding. Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Flooding in the northern half of Yellowstone washed out roads, destroyed bridges, and forced the evacuation of roughly 10,000 visitors. The high waters caused the nearby towns of Billings, Montana, to temporarily suspend operations at its primary water plant. Spent a lot of time in Billings, played ball in Billings. Anyway, the park's limited construction season typically runs from around mid-April to late October. What a mess out there. And I tell you, truly, I, I lived in that area for three years. Well, no, two and a half. Um, back then, I think Yellowstone was probably the most famous of all of our national parks. Um, I don't think it is quite as famous now, but that's because so many other parks have come about. Um, but it is special. 
All right. What else is going on here? The French president, Emmanuel Macron, lost control of the country's parliament yesterday after his centrist coalition failed to win a majority of the 577-seat body in national elections. The outcome means Macron, elected to a second term in April, will likely face significant challenges in achieving any legislative priorities. Macron and his political allies in the National Assembly faced stiff opposition from both the left and the right. A progressive coalition led by veteran left-wing politician Jean-Luc Melican hope I said it pretty well, appears on track to win about 140 seats. While another person, a conservative populist bloc, is protected to, uh, projected to take 90 seats. By the way, that person had it only 8 seats before. That's a big jump. Anyway, analysts say frustration with major parties has led to a drop in voter enthusiasm, with less than half of eligible voters actually casting ballots. That's a shame. You know, I would say this of our own nation, I would say it of any nation. <coughs> Voting is a responsibility. And even if you think you know that your vote is on the losing side, you still should express it. Because it gives false securities to the guy that did make it, or the gal that did make it, thinking that they got this huge percentage when so many people didn't vote at all. Sports-wise, what's going on, Scott? Sports-wise, well, the Golden State Warriors are the NBA champions for 2021-22 season. Uh, they clinched that championship, I believe, was last Friday night. Uh, Cincinnati Reds lost three straight games over the weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, the Cleveland Guardians had a pretty decent weekend against a pretty tough team in the L.A. Dodgers, winning two of three. Uh, so that was uh, good for them. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they have started the OTA workouts, optional workouts. And, uh, of course, you've seen videos, or maybe you haven't seen videos, of uh, Joe Burrow running extra sprints at the end of practice, along with uh, his backup quarterback. And there's one other player. I think it's one of his wide receivers. So they are getting ready to get after it. They have the number one rated receiving core of any team in the NFL this year. Quite a jump from what it has been 
in years past. So uh, looking for great things for the Bengals coming up. And, of course, we're proud to be an affiliate of the Cincinnati Bengals here at 970 WATH 97.1 FM. Okay. Well, we're going to end this with uh, part of a song that's a little bit weird. Hey, I got, I got one more thing. Didn't mean to interrupt, but summer officially begins tomorrow morning at 414 AM. Oh, I'll get up for that. Okay. I went everybody's head about the bed. <laughs> Remember, we only play quality music. Once in a while.